Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, we could start in a number of places today. There is a lot yeah. to get to. All men and women are created equal, endowed by right. their creator with certain inalienable. What? Huh? We've never fully lived up to it. We've never before walked away from it. Well, yes. Yeah. Booted the That's line the again. inspiration we need to start this show today. Yeah. Well, we. Well, I don't know, man. I, I don't. It's not good news today on the economic front. Although I, I don't know how the analysts keep missing expectations like this or keep setting expectations uh, that things are going to get better. Because if any one of these dorks ever went to Walmart with any sort of frequency, you would know that guess what? Inflation is not going down. But those people don't go to Walmart. No. Well, that's well, for the unwashed masses, David. You know that. Well, and, and that's the problem here because okay, so you got you know year over year inflation again over eight percent. You've got month to month inflation up point one percent. It's higher than that when you look at the must haves, which would be you know food, shelter, energy, things like that. Uh, you know there you're looking at about twenty four percent year over year. It's mm-hmm. bad out there. And if you actually are responsible for keeping track of your personal budget, you know that. Of so course. I don't I don't know why anybody would be surprised that the numbers are what they are today. It's not a surprise at all. It just so happens real quick, uh Joe Biden is going to be having an event at the White House uh this afternoon. No joke. To celebrate signing the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> That's happening at 3 o'clock Eastern today. Yes! Yes! This act that wow, did man. not and will not do anything to decrease inflation. He's going to have a, a ceremony, I guess, in the Rose Garden or something like that to, uh, to celebrate that he signed it one, or one month to the day or something like that. Carrot Top's going to open. Right. <laughs> wow, man. Prop comic to add to the comedy show. Yes. No. Is this one of those things they plan in advance, and even though you get these numbers, well, we're going ahead with it anyway. You know. Okay? Because, you is know. the United States Camara, for God's sake. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, who cares? We're doing it anyway. By the way, it's not Carrot Top. Because of inflation, everything's too expensive. Right. It's going to be Radish Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like Carrot Top. Kind of like Carrot Top, yeah. Right. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Okay, but at least we have one of the top Democrats saying, hey, not our fault here. Don't blame us. Yeah, so as we mentioned, new report shows inflation, yes, still on the rise, and there are a lot of reasons for that. And a big part of that is the crazy amount of government spending that's been going on, not only under Biden. It started, in fairness, under Donald Trump when we were trying to, or when lawmakers were trying to dig ourselves out from the hole that all the other levels of government put us in by shutting down businesses and whatnot for the coronavirus. But then, you know, Joe Biden comes into office and it's spend, 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 spend constantly, even though even Obama-era economists were saying, don't do this, it's not necessary, you're going to make inflation worse by just printing a whole lot of money. Yes. Well, and there was so much stuff hidden in all these spending bills. Yeah. For, you know, it's a Democratic dream list and all this cash going to here and there and equity and inclusion and blah, blah, blah. And 
you know, people are hurting. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But one of the top Democrats in the Senate, uh, Senator Dick Durbin. Gosh. One of Robin's all-time oh, no. He's in my top five of the worst human beings ever. <laughs> uh, he says, hey, we need to calm down a little bit. This was on CNBC. Don't blame Biden or the Democrats. What? There are a lot of people right now, Monday morning quarterbacking, Maybe it's Tuesday morning in this context, but, uh, but they basically uh, shouldn't try to rewrite history. What we went through with the pandemic was unprecedented in the economy of America, a sustained period of time where there was a virtual timeout and a real question as to recovery. Look what's happened. Uh, okay, who was responsible for that? You demonized states that wanted to open. Right. And they were right. Look what's happened with the number of people, the number of jobs that have been created under this president uh, just in the last year and a half. That's been debunked yeah. many times. Uh, and we see a lot of activity that is uh, encouraging. Yes, there are the fires of inflation, and American families are fighting them. But gasoline prices are coming down, thank goodness. Uh, and that's a good indicator for a lot of Americans that uh, they can have a little more confidence in the future of the economy. Dude, do you know why the gas prices <laughs> are coming down? Because demand is down. And that other... Spry. Do you know why demand is down? <laughs> right. Because people don't have the money. You idiot. The, the... Three jamokes can figure this out. How long have you been doing this, you massive failure? Yeah, that other spry... Cabinet member Janet Yellen said, well, you know, they're going to go back up yesterday. <sighs> oh, gas prices? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are, because OPEC, <laughs> yeah, of course is, they are. OPEC is cutting the number of barrels of oil per day that go onto the market. Okay. You know, I understand. We do this on purpose. Don't hear each other's clips so you get the honest reaction. I'm sorry, man. That That's nonsense from this guy. No, I look back on it, and I, I really believe that what we did was extraordinary, but the circumstances were unprecedented. Okay, what we did was extraordinary. You mean bad to put us in this position? Is he actually owning that, or are you saying we did a great job? No, he's saying we did a great job. Yeah, We, we had to do what was done, is, is what Dick is saying there. Yeah. Can you imagine if you put up the scorecard for a career, how many times Dick was right and how many times Dick was wrong? No one else could keep a job with that record. That's a new children's book. Dick was wrong. <laughs> Jane was right. Okay. Um, you have some news from Jill Biden, yeah. or at least an opinion. Well, a horrible human being, Jill Biden. Who? Who? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Doctor First Lady Thank Jill you. Biden. Is it <laughs> is it Doctor First Lady or First Lady Doctor? No, I think it's Doctor First Lady, and you yeah. can get it right, sir. Because First Lady Doctor makes it sound like she was the first female in the profession, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we heard about uh, in history class the First Lady Doctor in United States That's history. Right. Well, and she's That's not right. even a real doctor. She has a PhD. Well, yes, yeah. uh, you're, you're not a well aware. Doctor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Joe Biden did an interview on the Today Show and was asked about Joe Biden running for re-election. Okay. Have you talked about it with him? Uh, not yet. We've been a little bit too busy. <laughs> not yet, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a discussion. Do you feel ready, you and President Biden, to, to hit a second presidential campaign? It has to be taxing. Well, you know, it is taxing, but you know, look at the. Look at all Joe has done. He has kept true to what he said he would do. And uh, so I think he just needs to keep going. Hold on a second. Wasn't the big thing he was going to bring the country together? That's right. Yeah. Restore the soul of the nation, right? That's right. Because <laughs> he could reach across the aisle? That's yeah. right. Uh, 
My Republicans, <laughs> threat to democracy. You voted for the other side, not me. You hate America. <laughs> Big uniter, that guy. Therefore, I hate you. Yeah. Jeez, man. It's, it really is, in our lifetime, the last year and a half, it's been the biggest struggle outside of 9-11. But at least in 9-11, you know, having revisited that again a couple days ago and watching all the footage, you do remember how the country united. They really did. Yeah, the people it, it, came it together. There was one yeah. common enemy mm-hmm. that we could focus against. And we're so far from that. My goodness. I mean, we, we there are so many people now that don't even know 9-11 that we found out about people under the age of 30. How we were going to teach this to our kids because freedom is so important. And, you know, enough people got in powerful positions to say, yeah, we're not going to teach that in school anymore. And in a way, we've all sort of let it happen. But I think a lot of people right now seeing what's going on, not just in this country, but around the world, are thinking, okay, we've got to stop this now. We've got to hold on to the country. Because it's honestly in jeopardy. When you see different things and people's freedoms being stripped away every day, and you're watching a crisis at the border that our government wants to do nothing about, it's crazy. It's Sometimes we do this every day and you forget that the amount of stuff you see in different areas are things we never thought we'd see in our lifetime. It's jarring. Am I overstating it? No. Um, the only thing missing is, as you know, we learned yesterday, the border is secure. Oh, gosh. And I know the word gaslighting gets used a lot. That's, Dude, I don't know what else you can say. Is no. there another word we can use, David? I, I don't think it's gaslighting. I think it's just lying. It's flat out lying. It's just flat out lying. But they just repeat it over oh, sure. and over and over. Yeah, because they're liars who lie. Well, it's the George Costanza defense. If you believe it's true, it is. They don't even believe it's true. Oh, they might. When you're talking about the border, you have Democrats that run, I mean, counties, towns, entire areas that are saying, we need your help, Washington. This is crazy. We, we, there's too many people coming in. We can't do anything. I think things might change now since they're shipping them to other cities traditionally run by blue governors by by blue legislators you know you think it's getting better well, no i'm just saying it may it may get better Wait, it there may, may be some talk once where it starts right to now. impact them oh my gosh it might and then joe biden's actually out there yesterday yeah. what is this we're gonna hear well this horrible human being of a wife says yeah we got to just keep going joe right yeah well uh, dude the guy can't do it anymore and it's time someone took the keys away from grandpa uh, he's touting this Made in America effort for manufacturing, and, which, by the way, for four years under Donald Trump, saying Made in America was racist. It's weird how that's suddenly not racist anymore. Uh, well, and after President, my boss, yeah. from Joe, said those jobs are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty naive to think they're ever coming back. Yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, though, man, the one gift that Joe Biden has is uh, soaring rhetoric. Okay. This is a great way of rallying the troops. Okay. We have the most qualified workforce in the world. When I was speaking to the Japanese, uh, excuse me, the South Koreans investing in the chips factories here with $100 billion, I asked, why are you investing in America? We're doing what? Chips chips factories here with $100 billion. 
I ask why you messed Help David, what do you say there? I honestly I don't know. My my Josetta uh stone just just crashed. He he turned into Boomhauer from uh King of the Hill <laughs> for about yeah, kind five of, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Something about chips and dips. Ships and chips. Ships and chips. Ships factories here with hundred billion here in a factory. Here's hundred million dollars. Okay. But what was factories here with hundred billion dollars. Here's your budget. $100 billion. Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. Everybody has a leader of their country that it takes many people to decipher what the hell they're saying, right? right. We're not alone in that. Uh, well, we might be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if you're in Pennsylvania, you might have a senator that you have the same problem. Yeah. Right. Who knows? We'll see where that goes. Um And speaking of the border, the ranchers on the border. Have you heard these recent stories? The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talking about the crisis at the border. And it just gets worse all the time. I was reading this piece where you had reporters out talking to ranchers along the border. And it's wild, man. And you probably know this is happening, but until you hear the details, you kind of forget about it. You almost get used to seeing the coverage every day of people crossing the river and just walking in. Um, but a rancher and wildlife biologist, Ben Binion, um, and he said this this was almost a month ago in front of the Texas Senate Committee on Border Security and Eagle Pass. He said, how am I supposed to explain to a young kid what a dead body is doing there rotting, just laying there? Mm-hmm. The ranch. Um, Talking about people coming in. Used to be, what was it, Border Patrol apprehended 37 illegal aliens on his property during the year. Right now, he sees an average of 200 illegal aliens per night on the cameras he's personally set up. Said they're absolutely trashing our fences. I had to hire a full-time employee who spends 40 hours a week fixing fences and picking up trash. That's literally all he does. I've actually moved my wife and kids off the ranch due to safety reasons. I don't want to put them in danger. The houses that are not secure, we have to leave unlocked because they break the windows to get in. And those houses are broken into uh, at least once a week. Well, and imagine what happens if he winds up in a situation where he has to to defend himself using lethal force. You You know what happens in this day and age. It's a media lynching. Oh, they go after you can bet on it. Xenophobic. Ah. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh, he said he's looking about three hundred thousand dollars so far this year from patching the damage being done. And his quote was, and that's simply putting a band-aid on a bullet hole. That has nothing to do with replacing anything. If we were to replace everything, it'd be eight hundred thousand dollars plus. We're actually looking at hiring additional security for hunting season so our guests feel safer. People would rent, yeah, go and hunt. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of those people, you're like, man, with all those people coming across, do I want to even be a part of that? And, and they also said that they rarely call Border Patrol for help anymore because the agents are usually too tied up processing large groups of illegal aliens to respond. So their main lifeline now are Texas state troopers. The governor, Greg Abbott, has deployed to border areas to you know, give some relief. Wild said, what I've witnessed over the last couple of years is completely insane. 
Safety has become a major concern. My wife, my kids, our employees, myself carry a pistol everywhere we go on the ranch. We've been cussed at, threatened, had rocks and sticks thrown at us. Our dogs have been beaten on multiple occasions by illegals. In the past, we have not had these issues. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is an invasion, man. Yes. You keep hearing these bedwetters in the media saying, well, don't call it an invasion. They're just, you know, huddled masses looking for a better life. Some of them may be. A lot of the dudes who are coming across aren't, though. Heck no. Of course not. We don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've had a point before. Maybe we ought to highlight the fact that uh, some of these illegals are beating people's dogs. Maybe that would get some attention from national you know, That media. always does it. Wow. Nobody cared about Fauci until he found out he was killing dogs. Even that was a minor dent yeah. for him. Hey, were you surprised to see this? We've talked a little bit about that Senate race in Pennsylvania with Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Yeah. And Fetterman, as you've talked about many times, and it's not to make fun, he had a stroke. Yeah, he had a massive stroke earlier this year, and he can barely get a sentence out. Well, we've had many examples of that. The Washington Post editorial board called him out, demanding full release of his medical records. Yeah. Okay, are you surprised by this, anybody? The Washington Post? Ah, a little oh. bit. I, I feel yeah, like that's more, that's more CYA territory at this point. Okay. Because that's the same news outlet that also then criticized Dr. Oz for pointing out that the opponent had a stroke, and we don't really know how bad it was. And was that the editorial board or one person? No, that was. The, I mean, they published it. It wasn't the okay. editorial board, but still. They, they said... Since returning to the campaign trail, Fetterman has been halting in his performances. He stammers, appears confused, and keeps his remarks short. He's held no news conferences. He acknowledges his difficulties with processing, which make it hard for him to respond quickly to what he's hearing. He receives speech therapy, and we wish him a speedy, full recovery. But the lingering, unanswered questions about his health, underscored by his hesitation to debate, are unsettling. I was just surprised they even said it. Wow. Okay. And then in Florida, did DeSantis get called Satan? (laughs) Yes, he did. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, in the green and yellow, that's Scott Robbins. Okay. Ron DeSantis is Satan? Well, apparently so. Uh, Charlie Crist, this is the Democrat running against Republican Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis. And, well, this was just a tour de force and delusion, I think. Charlie Crist, one of the worst politicians out there. And it's actually kind of shocking that the Democrats supported him. Uh, But uh, in this clip, he will compare himself to the president of Ukraine, and Jesus, because his name is spelled C-R-I-S-T, which kind of looks like Christ. Okay. Anyway, here's the clip. Wow. We may have to pause a little to break this down. Yeah. Have you heard it yet, Scott? Nope. Because you had that look with a furrowed brow. Well, he's an idiot. I mean, it's almost as if he's trying to lose. Yeah, I guess. It's like he's tanking, right? <laughs> if he gets some sort of draft choice. if he... It's terrible. Here we go. The colors are look at that sign right there and you want to know what the colors are look at that sign right there 
You see the colors, the blue and the yellow? Does that remind you of any country that's in the news right now? Yeah, we're fighting for freedom too. We're fighting for freedom too. We're fighting for freedom, freedom too. Yeah. Who's, who's attacking? Is it the white supremacists again? Is that who it is? Is it the mega Republicans? I guess. Yeah, okay. And, and Zelensky, President Zelensky, is amazing. Amazing. Renee, you mentioned it. And, and the courage and the strength and the decency that he shows. This is an election about decency. Okay, the decency. I guess we don't need to pick that that apart too much i guess i don't know they are one of the most corrupt countries and have been for years but anyway about being decent to one another okay. about being kind to everyone it, it's called a florida for all you know we got a divider on the other side and the uniter over here you know some people call them to satan <laughs> have you heard that the nicer one uh, i'm trying to be nice the Satan versus that. Like, oh, point. think about it. Boom. Right there, he points to one of his signs that says Christ on it. <laughs> wow. Christ, yeah. Wow. So the governor's race is about decency, but DeSantis is Satan. <laughs> and I'm Christ. In the same sentence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the guy's a terrible, he's terrible. He's a terrible politician. He was Republican once, you know. I know. Yes. The chameleon switch teams. He didn't stand for anything. Well, this is what happens when you're getting your ass kicked. You start talking about decency. Just desperation. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's DeSantis over there. We'll get to another clip of DeSantis a little bit later on, where where I think it's one of those when you hear it, you're like, man, I'm just glad somebody's out there with common sense mm -hmm. that just speaks common sense that people can understand. It's yeah. nice. Um, as far as crazy statements, here's another one I haven't heard yet. Um, Sonny Austin from The yeah. View. What nonsense is this? Yeah, she's a lawyer, you know. Uh, the ladies on The View were kicking around the unity that Americans felt after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Okay. And uh, Sonny Austin says, well, there's no way we can unify like that again because of white supremacy. <laughs> Are you serious? It begins uh, yeah. and ends there. It's, it begins and ends there. That's the only thing she says. Okay, roll it. The biggest threat to our country today, says the FBI's director, <laughs> is white supremacy and domestic terrorism. Merrick Garland said the biggest threat to our democracy is white supremacy and domestic terrorism. Yeah. How do you come together when it's homegrown terror? The, and, and we have never addressed why. Well, we've never addressed how. How did they come to that conclusion? What exactly are you talking about? Was it a white supremacist, uh, MAGA Republican, who shot and killed a journalist in Las Vegas? But no. No. No, actually, that was a Democrat. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so they're just going off of the false pretense that the biggest threat is white supremacy. And that's where this whole nuts comparison to 9-11 and January 6th was. The attack on the Capitol. And again, bring the receipts. What are you specifically talking about? What specifics can you give me to prove your point, to make it valid? Yeah, I'd love to know. I would, too. I mean, we play this game every day. I mean, and you would think if there was roving bands of white supremacists out there marauding across the country, we would have known about it. Well, it's not just that. And they're the MAGA Republicans. 
right? Whatever yeah. that means. That's what we're told all the time. Yeah. Yep. Okay, maybe we're just not in the cool kids club, but I'm guessing if this marauding band is out there of MAGA Republicans that are that are white supremacists that are going to mm-hmm. overthrow the country or somehow, I'm guessing somebody would have reached out to you on Facebook, Scott, and said, hey, you guys want a piece? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Or, you should know about this meeting we're having, this <laughs> clandestine meeting. We're meeting out by the uh, shutdown warehouse, okay? Yeah. Okay. Bring your tiki torches. Well, now I'm going to reference the 1979 classic, The Warriors. I feel like the orphans right now. Yeah. How could it be a big meeting if the orphans wasn't there? <laughs> right, exactly. We didn't get any meeting about some, you know, big gun fab at Coney. Nobody told us. I don't understand where no. all of this comes from. No, but that the left, listen, this is what the left does, though. They make things up. They make up yes. threats that don't really exist. Are there white supremacists in this country? Sure there are. Yeah. Are there, like, goofball militia members who would like to do something? They cosplay as revolutionaries? Sure. The number one threat in America? Come on. <laughs> it's, exactly. not, it's not Jethro with the beer gut and an AR. <laughs> That's slaughtering people in Chicago. Correct. Okay, that, that's not happening. But they, they make things up all the time. I don't know if you saw this. Just This just crossed my desk. A Washington Post piece. Okay. Seriously, li- listen to the headline, and then let me give you some of the details here. All right. It's about a single mom in Wyoming. It says, this single mom wants to do right by her young son, but toxic patriarchy overwhelms her. Okay. You mm-hmm. read the article... And it has this little nugget. For Sarah, these challenges have been exacerbated by her significant mental health struggles, including bipolar disorder and addiction to drugs that include methamphetamine. (laughs) That's not the patriarchy that's holding you back as a mother. It's your meth habit. Oh, my gosh. Well, if it wasn't for the patriarchy, she wouldn't have gotten addicted. It drove her to it. Right. I guess that would be the next line, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, by the way, we still have Sonny Hostin <laughs> audio that we didn't get to. There's like 15 seconds left of that clip. If we all want to suffer together, we can. Oh, it's up sure. To you. I'd rather right. do it collectively than individually. All right, here we go. Group session. There is that issue that remains in this country 400 years later. And until we get to that, until we have accountability... We are not, I don't think, ever going to be able to come uh, close. The accountability. Hmm. Well. Maybe we could all come together um, on the BYU-Duke volleyball game store. There you go. Okay, and maybe we could have unity, okay, so everyone could come together and say that player that accused someone of yelling racial slurs every time she served is lying. Can we all come together and agree she is lying and that her whatever is it uh not step grandmother what is it her godmother, her godmother yeah okay um is lying and her dad wasn't there and he picked up the torch and you had media run with this story that, oh, just awful. These people at BYU, racial slurs, it should never be tolerated. And that's fine, because it didn't happen. 
So how about everybody come together and, for those with all the accusations, apologize for this nonsense, the never-ending victim, uh, somebody said a racial slur. Dude, they went back. They listened to all of the audio. No one could hear it. No one in the stands, the BYU basketball team, no one could hear anything. I don't even know if there were any other Duke players that heard it. Were they? Not that I'm aware of. So it's one person? Maybe she got voices. I don't know. Yeah, it is strange that one of the Duke, her teammates, hasn't stood up and went, wait a minute, yeah, it was clearly, I heard it. No one's done that, that I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. Yeah. So, let's start there, Sonny. We want to do something like that. I doubt that that's going to happen. Okay. Everybody's fired up today. Or is it just me? No. Some of this stuff, man, you get so tired of it. It's one after another after another. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you know, on cue when it comes to race relations, here we go. Cowboys quarterback is injured. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith on cue. Kaepernick. Texas is too patriotic to bring in Cap. You know, man, the season may be a wash. Just sign Kaepernick and, and watch him embarrass himself. He wouldn't go. Oh, he'd probably take the money. I don't know, man. I think I think he might go. Well, you know, Texas is. That, I'm sorry, but I can't play for a team in Texas. No, if dude, every tryout he's had has been a disaster. I understand that, but I also know if they if they open ended and just handed him a contract to come play, that he probably wouldn't do it. Oh, that's possible. I mean, he I has nothing know. to gain by doing that. He has everything to gain by playing victim for but the rest of his life. My whole point to even bring it up. Is really, we're going to go back to that car? Is that guy going to be 60 years old? What about Cap? Right. right. <laughs> well, then the guy be one... sucked seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Then when he gets to the age of 60, they're going to wonder why he's not hosting Monday Night Football. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, sure, they go with Tony Romo. He could break okay. a glass ceiling, the first AARP member to start a quarterback in the NFL. Dude. You ever hear Cap in interviews? And this was the, the talk on Cap before he ever took a knee and you know started dating the whack job and then lost his mind mm-hmm. before any of that. I mean, Cap was never going to split the atom, okay? It's just not going to happen. It's not the brightest, okay? I think he might have a big struggle up in the booth. But we could all listen. Well, we all one time. We'd have to because you know what? If he didn't listen... What? You know what you are. Well, you're racist! Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Such nonsense. Okay, people were asked, rank all five of your senses in order of importance. Most people say sight. Yeah, most people would, yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone, David, would you go with hearing above sight? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Isn't it tough? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would lose this gig. You're done. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, I think I would go with uh, with uh, hearing oversight. Really? Yeah. Is it just for that reason? Just oh, for this job? Yeah. Oh no, it's not that important to me. You couldn't hear music anymore. You couldn't hear voices. I mean, golly, that'd be tough. Yeah. But then think if you lose your sight. Right. Wow, that's a tough one to even think about. Yeah. And all of a sudden, with everything going on in the country, we all stop for a moment and say, okay, we're blessed. Have our sight, have your hearing, you have your five senses. I know not everyone does, but we do. You don't want to see or hear what's going on. It may be a blessing. Yeah, but I'll take it every day. Yeah, me too. 
You know what I mean? I'm trying to look at the bright side here. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, touch was after hearing. Then smell, then taste. Sense of touch. That's one you take for granted. Yeah, I guess. Is that yeah. more important than taste to you? I never thought about losing my sense of touch. Yeah. I've never considered it. No, that would Well, suck. after your heart yeah. attacks, isn't one of, you, one of your feet numb? Both of them are. They are numb. Yeah. For Does the most part. Well, it's not fun sometimes, particularly when you're going downstairs and you can't feel the stairs under you. But every time I step on your foot, you never say yow like you used to. That's a plus, right? I guess. I don't. I didn't know. You I don't said even know. That. I, well, you don't even know that I do it. I don't even tell you when I step on your feet. I'm joking, dude. Oh, I'm just, I'm looking <laughs> you're, at you like, you're actually. Well, thinking, I'm starting like, to think in the back of my on? mind. Did this ever happen? Maybe it did. <laughs> right, I don't we, know. We actually have an intern who's just all show every show stabbing you with a pen knife. <laughs> Markley's in hobbling me in the hospital. No. No. Yeah, okay. No, not at all. All right. But that's interesting. Um, But again, taste was last. Only 1% said it was their sense they did not want to lose above anything else. Yeah, okay. Just interesting stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Back to depression and woe. Um, Well, actually not, man. Disney had some sort of themed drag brunch. It got canceled. You got to hear this story. It's really interesting. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Story from your old stomping grounds, David. Denton, Texas. Yep. Cool Beans Bar and Grill. I know Cool Beans, yeah. Yeah? Yep. They're having a Disney-themed drag brunch nope. open to all ages. That's fantastic. Of course they are. Yeah. But they canceled it. Oh. Because of aggressive phone calls and mm. threats, it was canceled for safety reasons. Got it. You know, for years on this show, I've talked about a bar in Denton, Texas. Now, cool Beans is like right across the street from the University of North Texas. Right? Okay, they had a good, they had some good, good burgers and whatnot. But I've told the story about how uh, whenever it was about closing time, and it well, it turned into a jukebox war between the frat dudes and the lesbians. Yes. That was Cool Beans. Got it. There's a point of reference now. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, people were saying, what are you doing? Can, can you just stay away from the kids with the drag stuff? And so apparently they got some calls. Don't know exactly what people said, but Cool Beans on social media said, with today's climate, it's better to be safe than sorry. And unfortunately, uh, this is that exact situation. To those of you out there who have forced us to make this decision, shame on you. Oh, shut up. Shame on you for putting fear into us with your threats, your horrible DMs, your aggressive phone calls, and hateful comments. This is not a win for you. You're a dive bar. Right. Like, well, and you also canceled the event. Yeah. What is it with, so what is it with not drag shows and kindergartners and kids? When did this become a thing? What's the full court press? I know, but I mean, when did it become like, hey, you know, kids love drag shows? Well, it started a number of years back with it's Drag crazy. Queen Story Hour. Yeah, I know, but I mean, libraries. where did this stuff just originate? Right? Because, and I think, you know what, Chris Rufo, who's done a lot of research on this, was on Tucker's show. And I think when he says a lot of people defer to experts, so if their kid has some sort of... Uh, confusion they'll defer to a doctor or a specialist and in situations like this when people say well it's really not harmful to kids they're gullible nuts people need to stand up and say no 
Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. So inflation rises, but is that unexpected? No. No. Well, it is to the data geeks. I guess they thought because the price of gas has fallen a little bit, they didn't realize it was still at uncomfortable high or uncomfortably high levels. And food production and whatnot doesn't just follow the price of gas. Okay, so part of that, it almost feels like, well, the president said before with inflation... Zero. Uh, yeah, zero. What? Uh, remember? Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation. Remember, so that was the big talking point. Yeah. <laughs> For July, it's zero. That it makes even less sense now when you hear it, yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they were going from one month to the next, not right. year to year, right. and in, it, we've been told zero. that it's going to get worse... And so it is really strange to see as it unexpectedly rises. Yeah, and, and the funniest part about all of this to me, because the economic side of it, there's nothing funny about it. It, it sucks. No. It's really hard out there for a whole lot of people. Uh, and unfortunately, CNN doesn't talk to you know poor people all that often about how this has been affecting them. Um, but he is actually, Joe Biden is actually this afternoon going to be holding an event at the White House celebrating one month since he signed the Inflation Reduction Act. Golly. That is remarkable. They just lie to people Man. anyway. Oh, they do, yeah. So they just tell them it's great, it's awesome, we're helping folks, we're, do, we're balancing the budget, <laughs> even though we're $30 trillion in debt, they just talk crap all the time. Yeah. Uh, t- I, he also wrote on Twitter, or somebody wrote for him, Today's data show progress in fighting inflation. This month, prices overall were essentially flat, gas prices were down, and wages were up. That's good news for American families. What world are you living in? That's just, that's a flat-out lie. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But again, man, we're getting that all the time. I just saw a thing on the flash-up on Fox News that eggs are up almost 40%. Yeah. Golly, man. Just wait if there's a railroad strike later in the week. Whoo, oh, boy. Yes. It's just... Let's have a celebration. Well, we'll see, man. You hear about, you know, the possibility of oh, that yeah. happening? Oh, yeah. That costs us $2 billion a day. And there's no doubt inflation would rise at a greater rate. Oh, yeah. The stat was you would need 460,000 semis more on the road than right now to make up for the loss. So if people are like, well, rail, how much, how many goods actually travel by rail anymore? A lot. That many? Yeah, a lot. And we're already down 80,000 semi drivers on the road right now. Okay, here comes the Railroad Recovery Act signed by Joe Biden. Yeah, it's actually just a major slush fund for Drag Queen Story Hour. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yeah. God wow. Dang. So we'll wait and see. I guarantee you one thing. Joe Markley, my dad's not coming out of retirement for fixing trains. He's done. 
Yeah, your dad worked for the railroad. He's Years. Getting hot in the bullpen, getting ready to come in. No, he's not. Okay. No, that's why, you know, different people will come up to us at different times. And it's really nice. Somebody says, I don't know how you do it every day, follow this news and all that's crazy and everything else. I do. I think about our different, whether it's dads, grandfathers, in the heat when it's 112 heat index or it's, you know, 30 below wind chill and you're out there trying to fix a train. Mm-hmm. This isn't exactly busting it. Uh, no. Doing what we're doing. Sometimes it gets warm in the studios, though. Oh, it's not that we don't gripe and moan. Right. <laughs> I'll guarantee oh, you everybody's that. Everybody's got their mountains to climb, <laughs> right? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? Uh, I'll say this for Ron DeSantis. Uh, I got a clip to play for you. I had just seen a headline talked about you know him talking about the college experience and getting out, owing money or not. And trade schools, things like that. I heard this. And, like, man, this this is really nice to hear someone that just speaks common sense and deliver it in a way that seems pretty authentic. A lot of times we talk about with any politician, you're always reserved because you really don't know anybody unless, you're, unless you live with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you've been burned at different times in your life by different politicians that you really thought, oh, this person can make a difference, and then they'll fail you. We're all humans. We can fail one another. But, man, this is refreshing, what he says about college and about the different choices people can make. A lot of these students are going to go through no debt, and many of them will be making six figures within just a couple years. The truck drivers are making that immediately once they go. Uh, so let's just look to see where the opportunities are. And you're not any worse than anybody else because you didn't get a four-year degree. In fact... Wow. When's the last time you heard a politician say that? No, never. Well, they don't want to piss off their donor base. Right. Big university dough coming in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and again... I'm not saying a college education is bad. I got two. Well, one graduated. One. Yeah, no, college. it's not, not bad. saying that. Of course not. But it, it, that doesn't mean it's for everybody. In fact, think of all the people that had four-year degree in zombie studies with a hundred thousand dollars in debt, <laughs> and then they end up in a job they could add at a high school. You look at compare someone that goes into electrical. They're making seventy-five, eighty grand. Then they're making a hundred grand. Then they start their own business in their mid twenties, and they start making you know really significant uh, income. Yes. And listen, I'm not saying this to dunk on anybody. It's not that because a lot of people, I, there's compassion because it feels like they signed up for something and then they didn't get what they signed up for when they went through a four-year university. You got a ton of debt. And how many times have you seen it? And I know the joke is you're working at Starbucks. Literally, people working at Starbucks. Yeah. Seen it I don't know how many times. Well, there's all those different places. Right, all those delusions of grandeur degrees. Yes, you know. but you you can very easily end up in a gig that you didn't need four years worth of school. Oh, yeah. You could have got into the job right out of high school if you wanted it. That's sort of the point. Uh, those are good pathways. And we're not telling you you have to do one or the other. But what we don't want to do is try to shoehorn every single student that comes through our school system into traditional four-year universities. They need to know there's a variety of paths you can do and find what's best for you. And yes! Gosh dang it. That's he what makes I'm so saying, much dude. sense. That's why he probably won't get elected. You mean for president? Yeah. 
Well, who knows what's going to happen? He's going to run. He's well, got, yeah, he's, he's going to run, run, and Trump's going to run. And then everybody's wondering what's going to happen. Mm. Are you still sticking with the prediction, by the way, David, that DeSantis will end up beating Trump? I think so, yeah. And I, I think the, the best card he has to play is, you know, stay away from the Capitol riot. Who cares? Right? That, that's not going to move the meter one way or the other. Oh, you're going with the Fauci route. It's the Fauci route. I, you know, Ron DeSantis can say, hey, I was chief executive of a state, one of the largest states in the country. I ignored Fauciism. You were in a position to fire him, and you didn't have the guts to do it. Yeah. You know, for a lot of voters, we're always just calling it what you're feeling at the time. I get this vibe from talking to people. They feel like Trump is being railroaded right now Mm -hmm. in a massive way completely unfair and a lot of people really do feel like he won the last election that it was let's just say legally rigged right and have no problem with him being president again but may vote for DeSantis in a primary just because of the baggage I think it's so important that they win yeah not only win but really win win what does that mean? mean overwhelmingly win I think that sends a clear message. You're saying that in a general, DeSantis yeah, has I, a much greater chance I, of winning. I think so. I think he can also flip some people. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, there's some independence. I think that would go for him. Yeah. Um. And and you know, I'm sure. I think gonna, so too. I mean, people are going to get pissed at me for saying it, but that's you know. No, when I when I hesitate, what saying I say. yeah, I, yeah, what's going through my head is I think there are a lot of independents that just wanted the drama to be done and voted for Biden that have buyer's remorse and had to do it again, they'd vote for Trump. Over they, Biden? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure they would, yeah. But it, I don't know if they feel good about it or not. That's the thing. So I think we need a fresh face. I think we need a younger guy. I think we need a guy with energy. It's going to supercharge the party, and that's the guy. He's, I mean... Whoa, hold on a second. Are you saying Trump doesn't have energy? Uh, I think he's got energy. Is that what you're getting at? I just think... I just think it's too. There's too much stuff on it, right? No, I, it's too much hair on it. Scott, that's all I'm saying. Just let's just uh, let's just get a clean candidate out there. Let's get somebody. Scott, I, 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 sir, I'm sorry. I, you know, I will support you if you are the nominee. I will. Scott. Yes, I will. I definitely he is will. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Guys, got it. Up again, down again. It's one of those relationships. I know, I know. By the way, you see everybody freaking out. Where is Trump? Where's he at? Why? Wh- why is he in D.C.? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, he's playing golf. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. No, he's not playing golf. He's got all these people. There's Hannity. There. What? Oh my gosh. There's Kevin McCarthy. They don't have golf shoes on. They're all the, the pictures taken right there. They're all on. You know the the green or the tee or whatever. What's going on? Well, they're bugged. Probably got to have a conversation somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fascinating. Okay, I saw another headline. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Of course, a lot of coverage of Queen Elizabeth's death. Prince Charles, now King Charles in the news. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any headlines or any talk about his fingers? His I, what? I did just look it up. His fingers? He's, he's got yes. big sausage rolls for fingers. Really? Kind of looks like a like a latex glove that you blew up. His fingers. Yes. Wow. And so when I saw the headline, I'm like, okay, really? Anything, you know, some sort of intrigue 
when it comes to any of the Royals with any little thing. What is this about the fingers? And then I saw it, and I'm like, those are curious. What's the deal? Are they is that thick or long thing? or both? Well, they call them sausages. Mm-hmm. They're like little like sausage fingers. Oh, my gosh. So, so it, it gets a reaction. Why well, just... you Sausage fingers just disgust me. Really? I didn't know you had such strong feelings about fingers uh, like that. Like sausages? Yes. Can you text him a picture real quick, so David? Like I can't get to my phone. versus length then, I guess, right? Like little They're not fingers. long fingers. Like the dude couldn't play a Gibson very well. Just two chubby fat fingers? Well... No, I think you, if you have the chubbier fingers, you'd you'd want the Les Paul more than the Strat. Yeah, but I think okay. you actually have to see it. Well, this is again, so it's weird. anybody the with seventy the years old. He's been around forever. This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah, I understand. Right. Did you send yes. it to I'm, me? David? I'm sending it to you right now because I want to. Okay. Yeah, I want to get your reaction here. Yeah, I can't, well, I can't wait to see old sausage fingers here. All well, right. the New York Post they did a whole list of conditions that could cause bloated fingers. Prince Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Could be arthritis, uh, you know, deem the body retaining fluids in the limbs. That yeah. they say though, it's nothing to worry about. Well, there. I mean, the thing is, genetic defects happen when you're, you know, in. Oh wow! Like the royal family. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> cover yeah. it all. Cover it all on this show. Gosh dang! <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. It's a little striking. I they guess they look puffy almost. Yeah, yeah. But again, that, doctors say it's nothing to worry about. It's got that pinky ring on. It's a weird thing. It's yeah. screaming. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wait a second. Oh, we got a news update to get to. You're telling me Velma from Scooby Doo is racist? Velma is racist? Okay, we'll get to that too as well. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Jill Biden was on the Today Show, David. You had the Today Show Who beat today. Who was? Oh, that Dr. First Lady Jill Biden. Saying, you know that racist old you're lady? You're disrespectful, Mr. Markley, by I, saying Jill Biden was on. I Stop with that. Apologize. She's a doctor, damn you. Yeah, hell of a doctor. I was she told. will not be yeah. disrespected like that, sir. Yeah. I felt worse when I called Julius Irving Julius instead of doctor. doctor. Yeah, More of a doctor to me. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, First Lady Dr. Uh, Jill Biden did an interview on the Today Show uh, with uh, Chanel Jones, who brought up the massive movement that we're seeing all over the country about parents getting involved in what their kids are being taught in school. They, they want to get some of the, uh, you could call it, pornographic material out of libraries. Yes. They want to have a say in what their kids are taught. Yes. And uh, Dr. Jill Biden and Chanel Jones are just confused as to why parents would do that. Really? Okay. Parents and politicians are now weighing in on what books should be in our school libraries and what their kids are being taught. Where is the line, in your opinion, with how much of a say parents should have when it comes to what their kids are learning in school? Well, well hold on a second. Where do you get off, lady? I'm just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. With your tone. <laughs> what books are in libraries? <laughs> they're, they're kids, not yours. Yeah. With the pandemic, 
parents saw how hard teachers work and how difficult this job really is. And I think if they work together in their school districts and decide what they want with their curriculum. Is there a balance between, you know, this book should be in the library, this book All is under books review. should be in the library. No, they should. Nope. All books. This is America. We don't ban books. All right. Well, that's very interesting, David. Well, you got to, okay, so you're going to start throwing in, like, Playboy in there? Because mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't ban publications. Right. Right, Hustler. Mm-hmm. File it under H for Hustler. Yeah. You going to do that? Because we don't ban books, right? You know, the thing is, is I, I don't know if this is just because a lot of the people who are so-called journalists on the national level never actually did a local news beat, never really sat in school board meetings and things like that. Could be. And so they're just completely unaware. But Chanel Jones sounds like this is this new development that parents uh, care about what their kids are being taught. Curriculum issues, uh, what's stocked in the library, what's required reading, that's been an issue for years. It's become yeah. center focus right now because of the pandemic and because all of us have seen the whack job lunatic stuff that is being forced upon our children. Correct. And maybe we don't have time for this right now. But I mentioned you had the story. Velma from Scooby-Doo is racist? Yeah. Are we going to ban the Scooby-Doo books? Well, there's a new video game, online fighting game called Multiverses. Well, Velma, one of her powers is she can call the cops on you. And because one of the characters is LeBron James, she's calling the cops on a black man. (laughs) Racist! (laughs) My goodness. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> but biggest story of the day, David, is what? Biggest story of the day is that we've gone backwards with inflation. It's getting worse. And again, people are acting like this is a surprise. If you've shopped for your own groceries, you know it's not a surprise that things are still costing more than they were this time last year, or especially two years ago, three years ago, things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's not really much of a surprise. The only ones who were caught off guard were the so-called experts. Well, and again, man, you're talking about, well, yeah, gas prices have come down. They're still, they're still up there. And you have energy costs through the roof. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. You know, something else we got to get to. Guess who said Democrats should stop demonizing Trump voters? Chris Cuomo. Oh, no. Yeah, that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, Millennial. Scott Robbins. Not just a baby boomer. The sexy boomer. The sexy one. You know what we have to do in our country right now? We have to confront and kill MAGA. According to who? Oh, Tim Ryan, the Democrat running for Senate out of Ohio. Okay, yeah, again, everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody everybody knows was that. wringing their hands for four years about dog wrestles. This guy just said we got to kill people. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, this is Tim Ryan. He's running against Republican J.D. Vance for the Senate seat that's opening up in Ohio. Here's what he said on MSNBC. Okay, roll it out. The Democrats aren't right on everything, and I'm willing to sit down and have conversations about how we can 
move out of this age of stupidity and into an age of reconciliation and reform? How do we fix all of these broken systems? Some of those answers will come from Republicans, not not the extremists that we're dealing with every single day. We've got to kill and confront that movement. Um, but, the, you know, working with normal mainstream Republicans, I think that's going to be really, really important. That's the new talking point. Yeah. Normal mainstream Republicans. Who would those people be? The Liz Cheney's of the world? Adam Kinzinger? Kinzinger. Yeah. Mitt yeah. Romney? Yeah. Romney sucks. <laughs> is that is that who we're talking about, according to... Tim, Tim Ryan. Ryan and the other Democrats oh, are saying, oh, we could work with Republicans, just mainstream Republicans. That's nonsense. Just Republicans who agree with us. Right. Yeah. Like, as long as they're never Trumpers. That's right. Okay. So, MAGA people. Now, is that just saying anybody that's with Donald Trump or people that are saying America first? Or is it everybody together? That's the thing. They're so intentionally vague about what they mean right. by it. Exactly. Right. Because if there really were this existential threat to America posed, they would be specific. They would have the receipts. They would say, here's who we are right. talking about exactly right. and why we are saying this. But all they have is like, well, January 6th was like on par with 9-11. That kind of True. nonsense. That's all they have. It's like this never-ending wussyism of whining and crying they're, they're mean january 6th soul on democracy insurrection insurrection there were no guns how are you going to pull that off chewbacca guy with the horns well he was, he was going to be the president very intimidating presence well he's going to verbally abuse him Bring them to their knees. That's true because words are violence. That's right. Okay. But if we decide something was, you know, racial as far as, you know, police killing, you know, an unarmed black man, we're going to tear the country apart and burn it down. Yeah. And that's justified. Yes. Because that's in the name of justice. Okay. I think you're not going to change. A lot of people on the far left, you're not going to change their minds. For the independents that could go one way or another, doesn't it just come down to common sense? It doesn't seem like it's too much to convince people that don't pay attention to the news cycle that much or politics to say, listen, this group on the left, they're nuts, man. I mean, just look at the track record. Where do we want this country to go? It can't be following that path. That's terrible. Even Chris Cuomo's turning from that for crying out loud. I can't loud. believe this. What do you mean? What you're about to tell me. About Fredo? Chris yeah. Cuomo? Yeah. Well, does he really, he really must desperately want a better gig. Well, he has the gig. Man. You know, and, and it's, he's trying to rebrand himself. Get away from CNN being so far left. So, um, what did he say? That some Trump supporters, quote, are very open to reasonable, regular rhetoric. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to get away from his old buddy, Don Lemon, and the others from CNN. He uh, responded to a leftist who claimed that Trump supporters demonize immigrants, Jews, African Americans, and anyone who isn't Christian by their standards. Cuomo said, I think you need to look more 
off Twitter and social media. This place is not reality. It's an exaggeration that caters to fringe and those who profit from it. The weird thing is, it's not that I disagree with Chris yeah. Cuomo, it's that I agree with him and I don't know how to act. Well, isn't that weird? Yeah. No, the th- no, the thing is, is that's garbage. What he just said is garbage. Coming from a guy who was part of that. Yes. Coming from a guy who was part of that system to divide Americans. You know, you can have the whole soaring rhetoric all you want right now, but he's part of the problem. I agree. Yeah, but, you know, people can, people can change. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's changing for the right reason. I would say this, though, and please, we do this anyway. I don't have to tell you to disagree with me. You can do that all on your own, often enough. Okay, take someone that trusted Chris Cuomo. That's yeah. far from our minds, but some, there were plenty of people in the country yeah. that did. Okay, to hear him say now, you shouldn't demonize anybody that voted for Trump. There was a reason people voted for Donald Trump. Okay, and if you're stuck in this loop, you need to get off social media. By the fact that he says that, I think can do some good. Maybe for the three people who haven't been totally brainwashed by him and his colleagues or former yes. colleagues. But if they were brainwashed, because it was more than we thought. I mean, CNN's numbers went down. But all of a sudden, to hear someone say that, yeah. maybe it changes their opinion a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're, they're the same people that brainwashed them to begin with. Yeah. Well, that's true. They must have some sort of powers. This is, this is like the... Uh, arsonist now trying to be the new fire chief. <laughs> yes, David, but if it's, if it keeps one person from starting another fire, it was all worth it, wasn't it? I guess. Well, maybe he's hoping when he plays this game now that Trump is, in fact, reelected. Then he can get his ratings back. Because oh, they, they never had better ratings than when Trump was president. They need Trump. Well, yeah, they do, desperately. I mean, CNN does, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times. They all need Trump. That's been pretty evident. Okay, we got a couple ways we can go here. We can talk about the Hunter Biden laptop again. We can talk about this crazy back and forth with a uh, museum curator and a writer for The Atlantic. Where do you want to go, David? Uh, Let's do the museum curator because this is pretty fun, and I think you're going to like it. Okay. So now, I saw this story, just to be fair, but I knew you could explain it a whole lot better than me because there's twists and turns, yeah. and this is absolutely nuts. Yeah, so there's a woman named uh, Chadria Labouvier. She is the first black woman hired as an art curator at the Guggenheim. Now, okay. in 2019, apparently she had a really bad experience because there was a panel discussion and she wasn't part of it. Now, I guess, in fairness to her, I am actually kind of interested in in finding out more about this particular dust-up here. Okay. Um, But she had set up the exhibit that they were talking about, and they didn't bring her on to talk about it. Okay. For whatever panel discussion. Well, she calls that the most racist experience of her life. And, in fact, during an event, she interrupted, apparently, the, uh, the proceedings. And this is what she had to say, by the way to say that. It has been violent. You know it's been violent. And you should be ashamed. Because what, what, of course this is an institution, but an institution is only as good or as strong as the people that lead it. Mm. And what went down was so cowardly, so insecure, 
so violent to weaponize a panel of black and bodies of color to do your filth is black and bodies of color to do yeah. your filth yeah so she was just very upset apparently of being the odd man out Sorry, the odd person out, the odd being out. I'm, Easy. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure what. what Either she, way, it was violence. Yeah, it was violence because you didn't get to go to a <laughs> panel that was attended by like 30 people. Okay. Uh, well, she's in the news now because a writer at The Atlantic wanted to do an interview with her, wanted to talk to her about that experience. Uh, and the email actually ends with something as polite as, uh, might we talk about this? Might we talk? Dude, she lost her mind at this. Everything. This is what she writes. Yes. Everything about her outreach, the reporter's outreach, and subsequent behavior was bullying, presumptive, unethical, unprofessional, arrogant, and dangerously wrong. Oh, God. Wrong because not only is a journalist never supposed to approach a subject in this manner, she is missing key and essential receipts that she will get. And then she wrote the writer to her, you, you can go bleep yourself. And said the word, yes. Yeah, so the... Again, so, the writer from The Atlantic yeah. just wants to do a piece on it, almost on her side, and yes. say, may we talk? You demand I talk to you? No! Yeah. What? Uh, she also wrote, that the, again, that the writer can go bleep herself, and then the reporter for The Atlantic said, well, nothing, that, nothing in our correspondence has been agreed upon to be off the record, so I am going to publish what you have sent me. I'm considering right. that a response. Yeah. And then she says... Uh, quote, you also do not have the bylines that suggest you can carry this story with the reporting truth and consideration it deserves. Your responses in no way suggest that you have the range that I am speaking of, and I absolutely <laughs> will not be speaking to you. I do not defer to arrogance, whiteness, or a lack of expertise. Well, <laughs> what a splendid gal. Yeah. And so the way that ends there actually answers the question we had at the beginning. Why was she left off the panel? <laughs> she answered it. She's out of her freaking mind. Yes, That's mm -hmm. why. Well, according to diversity in those panels, only three out of ten have to be completely certifiably loony. <laughs> and they already met their criteria, so sorry. Man, oh, man. That was really something. Now, another story. We can get to the Hunter Biden laptop um, coming up in a few you know, there are some reporters out there that want to tell you, you know, it's real. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just now figuring that one out. And real quick, Joe Biden's secret voting plan. What is the secret voting plan, David? Oh, well, remember a couple months after Joe Biden took office, he signed an executive order to, they said, promote voting rights. No one really knew what that mean, what that meant at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Washington Examiner has a piece on this, and it's really bizarre. Um, so in July of last year, there was a nonpartisan think tank called Foundation for Government Accountability. They sent a Freedom of Information Act request to the Justice Department saying, hey, what are you doing? What's your action plan with this? What does this mean? We hear Joe Biden saying he's going to do something to shore up democracy, whatever that means. Tell us what you're going to do. Well, the Justice Department's answer was nothing. So a year goes by, and the Justice Department didn't turn over a single document. So the foundation went to court, and as a result, a federal judge ordered the Justice Department to turn over the material. That deadline just came a few days ago. So a year and a half or so after this ball started rolling. 
So it sent a batch of email and a few documents that turned out to mostly be staffers corresponding with each other over who would be president of what meeting, basically. Um, and the Justice Department will not turn over its strategic plan. It's so <laughs> frustrating, man. Yeah, it is. How many executive orders? Just figuring out, okay, how do we bypass the American people and just make things so? Right. Remember, this was the great uniter who's going to bring the country together. You know how I want to end this this particular story? Since we were just talking about Chris Cuomo, CNN, all of that stuff with Biden now. You remember when he was elected? I forget. What's the one uh, political reporter that they have? It's a commentator. He looked like Tubin, but a little chubbier and just oh, dorkier. Chalian. Yes. Do you remember yeah. what he said when Biden was elected? Oh, no. That night? This yes, is good. I, I do. Forget. Okay, because yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this will be, I hadn't heard this in a while. I think we'll all enjoy it together. We can laugh. Uh, laughing is good. Those lights that are, that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool, it, I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms. <laughs> this guy. Golly. <laughs> He's embarrassed oh by that now? Golly. <laughs> Dude, that's on you for the rest of your career. Shooting out of the reflecting <laughs> pond. All right. The Hunter Biden laptop story continues. And is there a second laptop? All right. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This guy gonna have to wait just a little bit on the Hunter Biden laptop story. There Damn. might be another laptop out there. Mm, still looking for it. Well, you know, when you go back to the old clips, remember when he was talking with I think it was ABC News, and this would have been spring twenty twenty one. I think that's when his art was coming out, book something. It's out on the tour. <laughs> it's art. Was it your laptop? It might have been. I don't know. Did you take it? Somebody might have stole it. You don't remember taking it in? Yeah, that story really didn't have legs. That didn't last hey, very long, the whole stolen thing. Well, he's, he's cracked out. It actually is plausible that he doesn't remember doing it. Like dropping off the laptop at, at a repair shop. Yes. But you would know that the laptop exists. It'd be hard to forget all of that, mm. knowing everything that was on it. Dude did a lot of crack. You don't have memory at all of any of those hookers that you recorded on the laptop. Maybe that's why he recorded it, so he could go back and refresh. <laughs> Paid for something he doesn't remember getting. And again, you, you know, every once in a while you'll run into people that will say, you know, I, I don't really care about the president's son's laptop with a bunch of sex on it. And you're trying to explain it. Yeah. That's just the salacious part of it. It's the emails that indicate that his dad, the now sitting president, was benefiting from his business relationships that his dad set up with Ukraine and China. Yeah. Like, that's the big part. I don't really care all that much about the hookers and the, and the crack. I think some of it's kind of funny in a dark sort of way. Yes, that part. But my goodness, that's not that's not the biggest deal 
you know, when it comes to that whole laptop. And yes, another story that's out there because Leonardo DiCaprio has gone older and is hanging out with a 27-year-old. <laughs> Some people say the end is near, sign of the apocalypse. Oh, that's, inflation's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yep. Inflation numbers, well, they're up there. That means Boy, the are Dow they is ever. down. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good news, everybody. Uh, you have not only a month-to-month increase of 0.1%, inflation year-over-year is sitting at 8.3%, and it's not really a surprise except for the eggheads on Wall Street, who apparently thought that because gasoline prices went down, that meant that everything else would follow suit immediately. Uh, anyone who's gone grocery shopping in the last month knows that no, prices have not come down, unless you're Joe Biden. According to Joe Biden, everything pretty much stayed flat. Yes, that's the White House talking points yeah. right now. That's what he said. After last month, 0%. Yeah. Zero. And, Victory lap. And in about an hour, Joe Biden is going to be at the White House touting the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> Which, again, does nothing no. to reduce inflation. The Inflation Increasing Act. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's just one of many things going on it's right so now. so funny they're holding a ceremony, though. <laughs> I mean, Trying to count yes. the wins, you know, whatever the perceived wins may be, in order to sort of have the closing argument heading into the midterm elections. I mean, and I don't want to just turn into the guy that's, like, yelling at clouds all the time. But like, they just lie. And you wonder, how are these different things going on all at the same time? Like, all of a sudden, you'll forget, there's still vaccine mandates for people in the military. What the is going on? Oh, yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. And we're up 8.3% inflation from a year ago. Year to year. Uh, But, hey, good flat over the last couple months. And we balanced the budget. Balanced the budget? We're $30 trillion in debt. Can you read? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I have to laugh. Uh, but what was it? Dick Durbin? Yeah. Uh, same. well, this guy. Don't blame us. Terrible Illinois person. Democratic Senator Dick Durbin says, hey, you know, let's not Monday morning quarterback this whole thing, all right? This was on CNBC. Okay. There are a lot of people right now Monday morning quarterbacking. Maybe it's Tuesday morning in this context. <laughs> but uh, but they basically uh, shouldn't try to rewrite Jag history. Off. What we went through with the pandemic was unprecedented in the economy of America. A sustained period of time where there was a virtual timeout and a real question as to recovery. <laughs> Look what's happened with the number of people, the number of jobs that have been created under this president. Created? If people went back yeah. to jobs. There's- Again, it's the same nonsense. Some of the uh, numbers crunchers uh, who say they're the professionals and experts who have demonstrated objectively that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Maybe in 2020, we're saying, well, a recovery is uncertain. Uh, m- me, this idiot who went to film school, 
wasted a lot mm-hmm. of time and money doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that as soon as you started opening back up, those jobs will return. Because that's common freaking sense. You yes, artificially sir. shed all of those jobs because you told people that their work was not essential. So obviously a recovery would happen. Uh, just in the last year and a half. Uh, and we see a lot of activity that is uh, encouraging. Yes, there are the fires of inflation and American families are fighting them. But gasoline prices are coming down, thank goodness. Uh, and that's a good indicator for a lot of Americans that uh, they can have a little more confidence in the future of the economy. No, I look back on it and I, I really believe that what we did was extraordinary, but the circumstances were unprecedented. Oh my gosh. Gosh dang. That's just tough to take. Gas prices are down because demand is down because people don't have money and they're taking out extra credit cards to pay monthly bills. Yeah, this is a disaster. I mean, you're still talking a dollar thirty more than what they were when Joe Biden took office on average. Yes, and you know Durbin from Illinois. You try to make sense of this, Illinois going to be the first state with cashless bail. What a disaster. How did have this you, happen? I have know. you seen what's going on I in know. the country with crime? Are yeah. you out of your freaking minds? It's beyond logic. But again, man, I know it sounds tinfoil hatty. You take a step back and you're like, why would anyone do that? Well, the governor of Illinois, Pritzker, does he care about impressing people in his state or even in the country? No, it's his buddies in the World Economic Forum. Well, he's got delusions of grandeur. Fundamentally that, changing society. That he could be president. Oh, goodness gracious. No, we've I been mean, over this. He'll never be president. No, I, I understand. Part that. of it's because he's not charming enough, and also he's fat. Hey, Lizzo does not want that to be a judgment call anymore, well, all right? I heard her say listen, that. I, well, I mean, Lizzo at least has some charm to her fans. She, can, she does something useful. Uh, for her That's fans. true. That guy's a... Uh, J.B. Pritzker doesn't. I'm not just trying to do the drive-by on a guy who's massively overweight and, and morbidly obese, but it is true. It, it, you can get away with being fat in politics if you have a personality that people will gravitate to. He doesn't have that. No, that is true. He's just an angry fat guy. We've hit on this before, but man, I can't remember. There, okay, and every time I say tipping point, it sounds like I'm just like making fun of someone's weight. That's not what I mean. There is a tipping point, though, that I think you've said, David, yeah. where you, you can only be so much overweight yeah. and still get elected. What is that? That's not really I, a number. It, it's the more the way you look in it, clothes, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's how you dress yourself. It's all that stuff. And again, I'm not passing judgment because no, I'm, no, a, no. I'm a fat guy and it looks like I shop out of the Goodwill dumpster. <laughs> so I know I can never be president. That's no, fine. this is more like political strategy, yeah. just right. like reality right. of how many votes you can get. I'm guessing you really can't be much bigger than Chris Christie when he was governor of Jersey. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. And, you know, he was able to cover for it with having a bombastic personality. Yes. Something that people could gravitate towards. Yes. Same thing with Trump. Trump's a hefty fella. And But again, nobody really thinks of it in those terms because of his personality. He is just larger than life. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was waiting, man. Somewhere in my mind, I, I heard Trump calling out to you somehow because I don't think he likes that when you bring that part up. David. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> out of nowhere. You know, one of my favorite moments from the uh, Trump presidency, and I know now now I'm doing ADHD theater here. Go right ahead. But it was when he was meeting with Kim Jong-un, and they're standing across a table from one another, and he's looking around. Trump is looking around, and he's saying, okay, everybody got their good photos. Do we look good? Do we look nice and clean and thin? And he's just got a smirk on his face. Yes. Like, And then the translator is talking to Kim Jong-un, and Kim Jong-un just looks like he's about to get hit by a train. <laughs> it's like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> okay. That was fun, ADHD theater. Appreciate that. All right, now we got to get to the laptop. Hunter Biden laptop, is there a second one? This is a really interesting interview, David. Yeah, I think so. Andrew Rice with New York Magazine has a piece out now about Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, and a lot of it kind of examines the, or examines the human side of this device that's part of a federal criminal investigation. Yes. Uh, it's not his crappy artwork. I mean, Hunter Biden may have committed several felonies, and the evidence is on that laptop. And people in the media covered it up ahead of the 2020 election. Now, he was on CNN, of all places, last night, which was all in on the, this is Rus- Russian disinformation, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they were. Here's, here's how he and uh, the host, Aaron Burnett, started off talking about it. What I wasn't really prepared for was the kind of totality of the exposure and also the, the real raw personal nature of it. I mean, the one, one example that I cite in the story is that uh, at one point, in order to demonstrate the authenticity of the drive, one of the people who uh, has been distributing this uh, showed me a photo of, uh, of Bo Biden on his deathbed about three days before he died. You can see in his photo, you can see the real uh, expression. You can see, uh, you know, he's nearing death and it's not pretty. And, and it's a, it was a really um, uh, awkward and, and difficult thing to look at. Um, and I think what Time part out. of what my story Time is Time out real quick. Is, okay. Is a- Robbins, it, it, you have a peculiar look on your face. Well, like, that's disconcerting, isn't it? Well, yeah. That's weird. That he would have it on the laptop? On his, yeah. His, a picture of him? A, a picture of his brother on his deathbed? Yeah, I what don't know. What was understand. the purpose of that? I don't know. I don't know. Was it a picture of him and somebody else? Did, I don't know, Freaking man. Everybody's weirdo. different when it comes to that. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like, I don't know, man. Who knows? That's, that, I just, ah. Uh, Here's the rest of that clip. Here you go. It's about not only the, not only the laptop itself, but the, but the motivations of the people who are distributing it and, and, and what it says about our current present day political culture that this thing has become an object that's invested with such value. It was such value and it had become, you know, so so politicized, you know, because of the people who were in possession of it, Rudy Giuliani, others who were trying to kind of oh, take a look at it, take a look at it, then people didn't believe it. No, it's what's inside right. it and what it points to. Well, and CNN spent years talking about how the walls were closing in on Donald Trump because of Russian collusion. They pushed this lie that Donald Trump was stealing mailboxes, for God's sake. (laughs) Yeah. Now they're saying, well, this laptop, which may actually contain evidence of several crimes that do involve now the sitting United States president. Well, it just became so political. Isn't that a shame? What about the hacks? I know. It's such a bizarre conversation. And I get it. Yeah, his brother's gone. I don't know what the picture is. That's weird. I know one thing, man. If I'm on my deathbed and someone wants like a photo, I don't want that. If we didn't get a photo before now, I don't want to take one while I'm on my deathbed. No. 
But there is another clip from this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And uh, they they go on to kind of talk about um, the human side of it again. Because Hunter Biden himself has said that he doesn't know if that laptop is his. He doesn't know when it got dropped off and all that stuff. So Andrew Rice actually kind of backed him up on that. I think that if you if you accept the fact that Hunter Biden was a was a person who was addicted to drugs, alcohol, other was. substances, uh, who was going on a, a sort of a journey of self destruction mm-hmm. uh, during this time period, um, you know, it's fully plausible to think that he might have misplaced an object and and not necessarily know what happened to it. In fact, um, mm. his uh, the the people close to him have propagated the idea that perhaps actually there's an, a, a second laptop out there that it might Ooh. actually trace back to, which really goes to the which goes back to the to the, to the general point that um, Hunter Biden was 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 capable of losing more than one laptop that potentially contained uh, devastating information about himself during this time period in his life. But all of the rest of what you just said doesn't matter because there's devastating information on it that's the point Mm -hmm. so yes and and so it took you six months to go through all of it and that's the interview you do after six months of work really that's the takeaway the best part is that uh liberals are upset with cnn for giving that guy a platform oh now we're talking about hunter biden's laptop well again man when you poison the well like that are you serious right now oh i'm dead serious oh yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, there's this guy. I don't know if he's with Media Matters or whatever. Aaron Rupar. I don't know if you're familiar with him. This leftist idiot who just puts like out of context video up all the time. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's very upset (laughs) that they did an interview about the president's crackhead son doing corrupt business deals. With the blessings of his dad. (laughs) Where his dad was benefiting. Right. What a bunch of whiny little female dogs, man. Remember what's important. Dude got arrested for heckling Prince Andrew. Did you hear that? <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, yes. And the alarm bells are ringing. Why? Well, we'll let you know straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So out of the three of us, who won the Emmys pool last night? I didn't even know the Emmys were on until I didn't either. I I forgot all about it. I tuned in to watch somebody singing their acceptance speech. Yeah. Um, That was about it. And then I went away and back to the football game. And I don't care. I don't yeah, want to be. But these shows, dude. Into... I don't. I don't even know what these shows are. Am I that far out of touch right now? Yes. Maybe I am. Yes. But it's I don't like, think it's a bad thing. They're all. They're. They're all pay cable stations. I mean, my point of bringing it up is Jimmy Kimmel is being accused of white privilege because he upstaged somebody. I don't know. That's just the report. Well, he, he like laid down on the stage, acting like he was drunk, pretending yeah, he was drunk, right? Something yeah, like that on skinny margaritas. That Apparently, was the bit, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I want to know any more about it. Just the fact that he's being accused of white privilege makes me laugh. Me too, because they all eat yeah. each other in the end. Right. Now there was a guy that was arrested for heckling Prince Andrew. 
royal family, they're not going to put up with that. Yeah. Even though they did kind of shun Prince Andrew from the family. I mean, he's had his buddy Jeffrey Epstein, and there was all those accusations. Yeah. What was the guy heckling? Uh, he yelled, Andrew, you're a sick old man. Hmm. You know what the uh, police did with that dude? They not only removed him from the area, but they arrested him wow. for disturbing the peace. Oh, wow. And just be careful, man, because Queen Elizabeth did have Jeffrey Epstein killed. So <laughs> that, that history of vengeance runs deep in the royal family. So I, I hope that guy is okay. Did you see he's uh, taking care of the Queen's corgis, by the way? Andrew is? Yeah, Andrew is. He's taking care of the uh, he's taking care of the dogs that she had. She's got like three or four dogs, yeah. right? Uh my favorite reaction to that was, well, you know, Prince Andrew does have a history of knowing how to, you know, groom. Oh boy. Wow. I'm like, what's the joke yeah, here? Is this yeah. about sweating? That's no. what I thought at first. It's about grooming. Cor- okay. Uh um, well, he lives in the trailer out back, doesn't he? They don't even let him like, back live. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, don't in, they don't let him in the house. You know, we got some bad news today with inflation. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't good news either. Uh, appliance maker Electrolux announced a cost reduction program. So they reported a plunge in demand mm. for its home appliances across the United States and Europe. Second largest home appliances manufacturer out of Sweden. So that is another marker that you can look at and say, well, that doesn't seem like good news. Uh, no. Hmm. Mm. But we'll keep hearing from the White House, hey, yeah, as far as inflation, two months in a row, pretty steady. <laughs> Just steady. Steadily there in bad. July and August. Yeah. Yes, but they won't talk about that part. Mm-hmm. We'll just say it's steady. It's steady. It's, yeah, there you go. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Big story of the day, David, is well, probably you just, you just mentioned inflation. It. Yeah, inflation uh, is still running away. The White House has just stopped trying to spend things, and they're right on uh, to the lying part where they're saying, well, yeah, prices were pretty much flat. No, they weren't, but whatever. Um, and of all things, in about half an hour or so, we're told, Joe Biden's going to be having an event at the White House bragging about the Inflation Reduction Act. Unbelievable. That's incredible. Unbelievable. The shamelessness. Yep. Well, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's got a uh, White House press conference today, too. It's strange because she has a yellow jacket on, and then she has, like, the red stuff in her hair. It looks like a McDonald's commercial. But anyway, news update, and Robin Strafecta next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the Scott Robbins trifecta news update, David Van Camp. Well, you, you know that runaway inflation is still going on. Uh, there was a bad report for the month of August that came out. Uh, and the White House is just, they're, they're going to plan, lie to everybody. 
right now. Uh, and I think it's very interesting because uh, the president of the United States is having a ceremony today touting the Inflation Reduction Act on the same day that you're looking at a report that shows that wages have been wiped out and then some with historic mm-hmm. inflation, again, four-decade highs thereabouts. Um, uh, in some individual items, the increases we haven't seen since uh, the late 70s, even. But they're going to say the Inflation Reduction Act is great. And Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, said today, hey, we need to show how well we're doing <laughs> okay. All right. The event that we're having uh, in less than 45 minutes to, to uh, celebrate and talk talk about, you're here from the president, about the Inflation Reduction Act is so critical. That is why Democrats and this president uh, took took the, you know, did the hard work to get that done is to lower costs on health care, to lower costs on prescription drugs. <laughs> Back to that. Here we go. <laughs> Gosh dang it. And later she went on to say Remain calm. <laughs> All is well. All is well. Gosh dang. Prescription drugs. Man oh man. Yeah, forget that uh, we gotta take out extra credit cards to pay for food every month. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to people all the time, and they'll just come up to you and go, hey, you know, listen to the show. Thanks, guys, for what you do. By the way, you don't talk enough about the high price of prescription drugs. No one says that to me. Well, we don't talk about it enough. What we do talk about is how hard it is just to get your script filled. Well, that's true, too, on your count. Yeah. You've had that, too. Well, I have, yeah, because I have. Well, never mind. It's it's a quagmire. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you this real quick before we get to your trifecta. Yeah. Recently, because usually it's a it's an issue with a script that, you know, the doctor is sending. Right. Okay, but then it gets hung up with insurance. Yeah. And and so you're trying to make calls to two different places and try to get it figured out, say, before the weekend, right? Yeah. Well, how is it, please tell me, that, say, at a Walgreens, Okay, if you had to pay out of pocket, that the script would be $265 for the month's supply. But yet, a regional grocery store could sell the same amount for the month at $26. Hmm. Interesting. Without having to deal with insurance. You know, some people were worried about what it would be if and when... uh, President Biden got rid of that whole middleman thing that Trump Mm -hmm. put in place that required lower costs for prescription drugs. You know, Joe Biden booted that, actually, Mm -hmm. that we're not adopting it. Right. Interesting. Isn't that something? Fascinating. But I'm guessing that's not a big priority for the administration right now, because a lot of donors from those classes, okay, when you're talking about prescription drugs pharmaceuticals they're paying their salary see well yeah yeah that's unreal man when you think about it 260 some dollars compared to 26 well look how much the same right really golly all right you ready for your big three yes let's roll it out do it 
you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta. Always helped by his hero in life. Hey, Casey. Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. I think he kind of broke the DJ rule there. I didn't know he was. He didn't. He didn't have his hand up. I didn't see it. <sighs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. Three. <laughs> Number three. Uh, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham has gone a little rogue and is introducing or promoting legislation that would ban abortion in most circumstances after 15 weeks. There are yeah. exceptions for rape, incest, health of the mother. Yeah, not six weeks, not a heartbeat, it's 15 weeks. The majority of Americans, the majority of Americans support this, by the way. Yeah, when you look at the polling, absolutely. Uh, Of course, the shrieking is coming and howling, as would be expected, and it's Handsmaid's Tale all over again. Democrats are putting uh, uh, politics over people. Um, protecting you know the uh, protecting the unborn and not protecting the mother and on and on it goes. Yeah, I think this is a great move it, for the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. A lot of Republicans are saying, "Oh my gosh, why did Lindsey come out and do that?" Oh come on, because with the 15 week abortion ban, I think the Wall Street Journal had polling a few weeks ago that after the Roe decision. And, you know, there are fluctuations in things like Mm -hmm. this. You're right. Over the span of decades, 15 weeks is fairly popular among most a majority of Americans. Uh, But recently it has gone. It has dipped underwater. The 15 week abortion. ban. That's interesting. I hadn't seen those numbers. Yeah. And I think what it is, is it's like the knee jerk reaction to Roe v. Wade. They're being overturned or being being kicked out. Uh, But, you know, so there are some Republican strategists who are saying, geez, man, just wait until after the midterms and and do it. Okay, so if we're just trying to get into this politically speaking, take it. That's why you're bringing it up, Scott. I am. Yeah. Okay, so Lindsay is thinking, okay, we're going to force Democrats to answer this question. Yeah, that's right. You're going to put them in that position where you're going to have to answer for it. Right. So at least, you know, historically with the polling, and it's not just the United States, this is through the world, that 15 weeks is like the longest where where people can somehow be divided. Like most people at 15 weeks are like, okay, that's a baby. Yeah. All right. And I know. You know, when you're pro-life, you're like, that's the moment of conception. I understand that. I'm talking about polling. Yeah. Where you're losing people, especially once you get to 15 weeks. People are like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not down with abortion after that. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. So that's probably why they're picking it. There are even European countries that are less than that. It's like 12 weeks that think 15 weeks is, whoa, that's that's too far into it. But the Democrats, so politically speaking... Lindsay, other people that are trying to put this out there are trying to put Democrats on their heels. Well, yeah. you're going to because you're going to have to defend that decision. No, mm-hmm. but yeah. here's where I think there's a miscalculation. All right. And that if we had people who were honestly going to discuss this issue and not go Handmaid's Tale and all that stuff. Right. When you're up against an army of Democrats and an army of media types who will say it's extreme, regardless of what the truth is... This is kind of stepping on the rake. 
in my opinion. I agree with a 15-week ban. I think it's good policy. But but that, I think, is, is one of those things. I mean, just, just today, the White House press secretary, and we know she lies all the time, but listen to this. This is her okay. talking about it. The first thing right. is um, the senator's proposal would keep in place the most extreme the most extreme state-level abortion bans that ban all abortions and have no exceptions for health, uh, for health, rape, or incest. That's just what his bill would do. And it also provides no exceptions for women who may need access uh, to abortion for their health. That's what his bill does. That's not true. That's no, not it's true not at true. All. The bill does have an, an except, uh, exceptions. Yeah. Right, now, right or that that's what he's proposing so i think you know if you're trying to just play the cynical political side of it lindsey graham in the past um has talked about like a 20-week ban right which has actually bipartisan support in the senate uh, there would you would get democrats some democrats on board with that mm-hmm. i don't know if you'd get 60 but you'd get some democrats on board with that um uh and so I don't know why you don't just just keep going down that road. If you're if you're really trying to get and turn the screws to Democrats, trying to say, hey, defend late term abortion, do the twenty week thing, and just say, seriously, after twenty weeks, you you think that's too extreme to ban abortion? Yeah. Well, I I think it's it, it's got to be effective because the left is freaking out so much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, yeah. man, I don't know what polls we're talking about. You know, who has them, all of that stuff to know exactly what the reality is. But I'm sure it's all a political play. Well, yeah. I saw the uh, hashtag floating around. Vote in November. Oh, no. Oh, yes. oh stop that. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day from Scott up to number two. Number two, uh, former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, the redhead, uh, is starting her new job. Yeah, she gets a new job. Do you know this? I thought she was going to MSNBC. Yeah. She is. Is she that is what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh. Going to MSNBC, made the announcement. Uh, same as the old job. Here's the thing. This is the thing I, I want to point out about this. I talk all the time, and we talk all the time, about in life trying to stay in your lane, whatever your lane is, right? You don't want to get too far out of your lane because then you really, really do stupid stuff, right? Okay. She's staying in her lane. She lied for a living, yeah. and now she's being rewarded for it. She gets to lie some more for a living. <laughs> so, again, a professional. <laughs> you can't mince words there, right? I want to make sure that I understand. So it's... This isn't a new job. This is the same job she's she going to before. NBC Universal. No, she she. I think she's actually starting the gig now. Yeah, at NBC Universal, but she hadn't started it yet. Right. Okay. Now I understand. So the news is the show is starting. Yes, the okay. show is starting. But you said MSNBC. It kind of confused me for a second there. But uh, now I got it. Okay. So whatever. So she's not going to actually be on the network. It's some sort of what? Just cast. It, well, it's it's a show on their like, streaming. It's a show on, on their streaming platform. Yeah. Okay. The Jen Psaki show. So even less people watch that than CNN. Yeah. Got it. But right. more people than Brian Stelter. Now <laughs> on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta. Yes. Top three stories mm-hmm. of the day. One. A uh, small town mayor is really mad at the governor of Illinois. This is a great story. Uh, mayor Craig Johnson, Elk Grove Village in Illinois, which is a suburban uh, city of Chicago. 
wants an apology and I want it now. From Governor J.B. Pritzker for busing 90 illegal immigrants to his town. He said, I got like an hour's notice on this. No advance planning. The sanctuary city, of course, which is Chicago, received several buses of, of migrants coming or illegal immigrants coming to the city. Lori Lightfoot melted down. They can't stay here. So she put them on a bus and started sending them out. 90 of them ended up in Elk Grove. And this guy's like, this is garbage, man. I got one hour notice for this. 11 o'clock, I get a text saying, you're going to get 90 people. Find room. I don't know. What am I going to do? So he's demanding now an apology from the uh, governor. Of course, he's not likely to get one because the governor doesn't care. No, of course not. About that happening. Uh, he said he would not allow the uh, migrants to get off the bus without background checks. Stay on the bus. We're going to check you out first. He said he would provide them with food and water. He said, I'm sworn to protect the health, safety, and welfare of this community. Until those questions are answered, I'm not going to let anybody off that bus. Not in my town. <laughs> so the bus has been delayed That, that now. sucks if you're that guy, man. Yeah. I feel it. The only reason I'm laughing is because your imitation of the voice. Well, guy's you, pissed off, and I, I understand. understand. I get it. I do, too. One hour's notice. Yes, because he never claimed to be a sanctuary city. No, she did. Right. And there you have it. Same Thank thing you. with Muriel Bowser. She's shipping him out now, too. Where's she shipping him to? Uh, suburbs. suburbs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably going to see that more and more. It's going to keep happening until they stop letting people just come right through. Maybe you shouldn't call... Greg Abbott a racist after all, huh? Okay. Scott Robbins, Trifecta, appreciate it as always. News update and Nimrods in the news. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre says that food prices are moderating, but the food index rose (laughs) 11.5% over the past year. That's the highest increase since 1979. And, you know, I I go back and forth to, to wondering if she really is as stupid as she seems or if she does actually have a soul. And if you have a soul, that job is really bad, really hard to do, especially if your boss sucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you can tell that something's off because of the way that she stumbles over every word, because of the way that she can't really explain anything, and then she just says something that's an outright lie and moves along. And I have a clip here. So it's all the above. Yeah, trying to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act, which the president is going to be touting today on the same day we learned that inflation is still running away. Uh, Anyway, here, here she is. Uh, you think about the Infrastructure Reduction Act. That's going to create jobs. Bring manufacturing back home. Oh, the Infrastructure yeah. Reduction Act. <laughs> I, don't, I said I don't, it with passion. I missed the Infrastructure Reduction Act. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little tongue-tied there with those words. Inflation. Infrastructure. Whatever. You know what I mean. You know the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that it? Are we ready for Nimrods, or is there more? Uh, we may have to circle back to this one. 
She did say that we're doing a lot more than Trump to secure the border. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She did not. Holy mackerel. Wow. Okay. All right. Running out of show. Get the Nimrods. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, for our friends in Knoxville, Tennessee. They've already heard this one. Dude stole TVs from the Walmart the other night. Started selling them in the parking lot. Oh, geez. Well, you know. <laughs> no eBay, nothing? You're just going to just steal it right there in the cart, take them out. Yep, for sale. TV. Karaoke machine. I wonder if he had a little deal for your debit card, too. Wow. Um, and then this dude somehow shot himself in the backside. Ow. Dude in Texas. Yeah, I, we don't know. Single gunshot wound to the buttock. Firing shots in the air. He's going to be fine, by the way. Shot. But it reminds me of that guy years ago yep. that was doing the gun safety. and yeah. I just f- shot myself. And that's Nimrod's <laughs> in the news. <laughs>